Welcome to Connected Conversations. I'm really grateful that you're here and sharing your time. If you like the conversation that you hear, please like it and share. I'm Emma from Unique Phoenix. I'm a soul coach, energy healer, well-being guide and an unapologetic, curious soul. Connected Conversations is here to bring love, healing and connection to our everyday lives through open and authentic conversations. Every single conversation I'm privileged to interview women and men in our communities that are here being their authentic selves, sharing their unique talents with the world around them. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and then we can get to know them and what they offer much better. Hi, my name's Karina Francois and I'm a naturopath. I've been in practice for 20 years. I'm also an author. I love what I do. My job entails getting to know people, getting to know their health background, getting to know their social, emotional and spiritual background. And then I use my tools to help support them in any way that I can to bring their body to a balance. We all have different weaknesses and naturopathy is all about establishing what those weaknesses are and then finding solutions for the person um, to bring back their vitality, their health and reduce a lot of the symptoms that that may, may have presented with. Hi and welcome to Connected Conversations. They are here to bring healing, love, connection to our everyday lives with authentic and open conversations. And I am deliciously excited <laughs> because our topic today is well-being, health and well-being. And like what better person to bring in on this conversation than Karina Francois, who is a an amazing naturopath amongst a plethora of other skills that you have and modalities that you have under your belt, highly intelligent, highly educated, and the depth of your knowledge around health and well-being, Karina, is mind-blowing. I love it. I love being around you. <laughs> so incredibly passionate about what you do. Not only have we been connected via business for quite a few years now through the communities that yes. we're around, but also uh, you're my naturopath and yes. my kid's naturopath as well. And the journey that we've gone on in the past six months together has been mind-blowing, yes. yes. not just for me, but seeing my kids transform their health has been amazing. And I just want to say from that client perspective, and particularly being a mum and going into it, like how you were with my kids is just phenomenal. <laughs> like they've come away and, you know, when you just don't think they're listening to you, the choices that they make that I don't whine at them about now mm. are quite incredible. And the things that they think about is really quite amazing actually so I want to thank you for that for giving my kids that space uh, because how you approach naturopathy and what you do in your practice it's pretty phenomenal how are you today I'm really good <laughs> I wanted to say I'm super proud of you also because you followed you know all instructions and you've definitely reaped the benefits and I, I've seen the transition and the transformation that you've gone through and to get to where you're at today and yeah from the first time I saw you to now and the first time I saw your children till now how different things are um, and taking on board the advice um, and then empowering yourself so a naturopathy is a teacher so you know it's about teaching clients what they need to do and you know hopefully they will take that on board and then see the rewards um, you know, on all levels and then mm. be motivated by those rewards because you become motivated by how good you feel um, on it, you know. Yeah, and I can appreciate that from my clients as well. Like, you know, they'll quite often um, be thanking me, but in the end, I'm much the same as you. You've taken it on and you've made the choices yeah. to make the changes in your life yeah. and and then you start to see the benefits of it you know I'm working with them purely on an emotional and you know mental level and 
and then they get to go. I mean, mind you, I do absolutely suggest about health and well-being. That's a huge part of what I do. <laughs> However, it, it is amazing to see that with someone, um, to see them take their own, whether it's emotional, emotional health journey or health journey, yeah. um, to a completely different level. And, and a level that you can't understand. Like I, you know, felt quite healthy before. Um but how I feel now, and also being in tune with my body more as well, like just foods that could take me weeks to figure out weren't great for me. I can eat once now and go, oh, no, that's a no. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, that's a big yes. Like I can feel, you know, the vitality of me eating that. I can feel yeah. how good it was for me. I'm really curious, though, because you've only been doing this for 20 years and I say only yeah. <laughs> right because it's not your whole story no so, it's not <laughs> no so how did you get into being a naturopath first that's my first question yeah so uh I became a naturopath through my own personal um health journey so I in my early 20s I became really unwell and um, I lost my vision and at the time they said to me that it was due to a virus and there were a few things happening around that time um, and it was never really confirmed why I you know lost my vision. Um, it was diagnosed as optic neuritis and at the time I was told that I had MS so um, and that potentially that was going to be my journey. Um, but they couldn't give me a definite diagnosis as to what had really happened to me. So my mum put me onto this naturopath. Her um, naturopath was Honey Pullman Buell, and she was actually in Berwick. And I went and saw her, and you know, she gave me a small bottle of tonic herbs and some vitamins and minerals and taught me all about nutrition. So I've always been passionate about exercise. I mean, I was an aerobics instructor by the time I was 17. Um, I always, you know, watched my mum. Was, she was quite impressionable, always on these diets and so on. So I was really interested in nutrition and well-being and so on. And so when I became unwell and nobody could give me the answers, mum put me onto this naturopath. And... Mm. Within a couple of weeks, she'd retaught me everything there was to know about nutrition. So she reduced the body to a cell and explained that once you understand how the body operates and you understand at cellular level what's required, you never have to diet again. So it was really interesting because I used to follow, you know, Weight Watchers and this diet and life mm. being and all these sorts of things. So I started seeing her for quite a while and I think she saw the passion in me. She was the vice principal at the uni, at Deakin Uni, um, and she was running the naturopathy course. And I remember saying to her, I really, really want to help people with their health and so on. And she goes, interesting you say that. Here's a pamphlet. We're taking the next lot of students for next year. I said, oh, I think I'm too old for that. She's like, no, I think you'd be perfect because you've had the experience, but you still have to go for an interview. Um, and I was interviewed by David Fitz. He's a, an amazing naturopath. He still works out of Brighton. And he also um, taught me a lot through his clinic. I, I was a student in, at his clinic and so on. So he accepted me in and I, yeah, it took me six years to do the naturopathy course. It's mm. not as easy as people think. I almost quit every year, <laughs> um, but mum kept me going. And, um, and then, yeah, I went through my divorce and what became a ho what was a hobby became my livelihood and my, you know, ability to support my children. And luckily I'm doing something I'm really passionate about. And yeah. And then from then on, I started, I went to Germany and studied. I did, you know, lots of training overseas and, you know, expanded to biopuncture and iridology and I'm a herbalist now and mm. And, you know, two years ago, I think it was 18 months ago, I became a uh, Pilates instructor. And I'm always finding, you know, ways to, to grow. And, um, yeah, and I just love using all the tools to help teach other people to support their body. And that's, that's what I think I'm here to do. And if I can't do it, I actually feel quite down. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and it's interesting when I've spoken to a lot of people, it's often the, your own personal journey that leads you into doing what you do. And that's, you know, yeah. my story as well. Like I've had a lot of mental health issues over the years and no one could quite explain, you know, like we could talk about my story and we do it, but 
um, you know, the more I got into health and understanding my body and, you know, I've grown up um, in and around it and always fascinated about fitness. Um, but yeah, like it just kept leading me to want to understand the mind more because I kept believing this crazy brain of mine. Yeah. Or I stopped listening to it and started listening to my heart. Woo! Huge changes. <laughs> like, that was massive alone. And, you know, that affects the cellular level. And I, I do want to say I, I do love that about your approach because I've seen a lot of naturopaths in my years and because uh, I've been in and out of it since, uh, you know, I was 16, 17. And I do like that you have an intuitive approach about it as well. And I know that yeah. you bring counselling in. Uh, also it's kind of just really slides in there for you um yeah. so I do love that but I, I love that that was your own health journey and that's how yeah it got you into it yeah. and you know when I see all your qualifications and I'm going to pop them up there so all the details will be in the blurb and all that kind of stuff and I may not have enough room but we'll pop them in there anyway um <laughs> but your vibrancy always comes through and the passion that you have for it is absolutely undeniable yeah. but it's very science-based the way that you're sure, it is yeah and because i know people that have gone through naturopathy and i've known people that have dropped out because they're like mm -mm. <laughs> i cannot keep all that in my brain and you know because they've gotten a couple of years in and gone wow i had yeah no idea yeah yeah. I've known someone that's done Chinese, um, is a Chinese therapist and Chinese herbologist and all that stuff. Yeah. And they said the same thing. They got into it and had no idea. It's the same as being a doctor. Yeah. Well, at uni, we're alongside other allied health professionals, nurses. So you learn, you know, you learn anatomy, physiology, you learn all that. But instead of um, learning dispensary is in medicine dispensary you learn nutritional health counseling herbs and so on so the mm. tools that we use are more about preventative health and supportive as opposed to um, treating symptoms yeah although I, I i know now a lot of natural medicine is work you know going towards that symptom-based um science which yeah, is not the philosophy of naturopathy at all. We're all about, you know, um, supporting the body, body holistically and and searching the core for the cause mm. of what's and then dispensing as opposed to oh, I've got a pimple, here's something for your pimple kind of thing. So we look at all right. So what could potentially be causing the acne? Is it your liver? Is it your kidneys? Is it your gut? What what's going on with your body? So. Um, I really love the old-fashioned naturopathy and the way it's practiced because you go back to the basics of cellular health and then you get the results and then you can streamline into more the symptoms if you need to. Um, but the majority of the time you, you treat the cells and you don't have to go down that pathway. So it's really interesting. Mm. Oh, I totally agree with you. That's one of the things I've always noticed about it, and and I've definitely tried both sides of medicine, uh, natural medicine and more conventional. And you know, I'm always led back to can, to natural medicine because I've never found a solution. Because it's to me, and in my experience, it's always kind of been like at at a really surface level in terms of how they can yeah. treat me. And I'm not saying they're amazing. Um, you know options out there yeah. however i do fully believe that if we can intertwine both and Absolutely. you know and cohesively work together yeah the solutions and the cures that can be found would be the place there's a place congruently for both sciences and um you know there's so much good in medicine i mean i watch some of those doctors and nurses and so on especially in icu and you know there's just so much good to be said for that but oh. I think if we work on preventative medicine then we can avoid a lot of the hospitalizations and so on as well um, building your immunity using the tools that you know nature provides um, nature has all the answers we just have to look for them and find them and oh, yeah we're going to get to that because I've got questions around that specifically okay. <laughs> but, but okay because I feel like you've answered it but I do want to ask really specifically what keeps yeah. you passionate what keeps me passionate? I know it's in my it's in my body. It's in my. I like to be of service. I like to, um, 
Yeah, I like to be of service. And I think that we don't need to suffer every day. Like, you know, I have people coming in saying they've had a headache for six years and they've not been able to find what the cause was. And then we, we do food sensitivity testing. We correct digestion, a few other things. And they come back and say, I can't believe it. I haven't had a headache for a couple of weeks now. And, you know, so... There's lots of suffering that's going on physically that could we could potentially avoid and, and support our body to not have those symptoms. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's what keeps me passionate, seeing, I guess, seeing the results of committed, mm. of committed clients. Um, and I love plants and I love using plants. So, you know, um, watching what these plants can do to help support a body and witnessing it, you know, I'm, I'm in that privileged position where I witness change. So I can see it for myself and to witness change for 20 years is different to actually reading it from a textbook. So when you get the confirmations on a daily basis of, you know, all the little text message or, hey, Karina, three days, you know, I'm not rushing to the toilet or just the little things that help give people their personal freedom in their health is what keeps me passionate. Yeah. Yeah. I must admit that's probably similar to me in my business, like just seeing people be yeah. able to shift through and yeah. get to the other side and have a sense of freedom within themselves yeah. and yeah. then to go on and make really great choices. And I've had clients that have gone on to uh, make incredibly different health choices that they just didn't know were possible before they had made really good emotional choices. So raising their emotional intelligence, they suddenly were open to, hang on a minute, I'm feeling my body differently and they're more self-aware and with more self-knowledge. And I've had clients that have had back pain for years and then we've dealt with the emotional stuff and then they've come back and gone, oh, but then I started thinking about I could go and do this and I tried all these different things and suddenly I was getting different answers because they were asking really different questions because they had this freedom and confidence and trust within knowing their own body that yeah. they could. I remember one lady came back to me and said, you know, I walked out of my doctor's office. And I went, what do you mean? And so she, she said, this wasn't the right place for me to get this seen to. And then went off and found, you know, went to do a couple of other different things and came back and said, I'm actually without back pain for the first time in 15 years. Yeah but sought out natural therapies and hadn't considered it before, but also thought, you know, some worthiness issues. Because do you feel that? Do you feel people don't go after their health because perhaps they don't feel worthy of it? Like, is there any? Yeah, yeah. Um, they put themselves last, most women, you know, and I, I know it's a generalisation, but I see a lot of women in clinic and, you know, they, they're like too busy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I don't get time to take care of me. And I'll just grab some Vegemite on toast on the way out kind of thing. Um, and then I get home and, you know, when everyone goes to bed, I spoil myself, you know, and they use food for pleasure. Um, so they're on this roller coaster of, you know, supporting everybody else and buffering everybody else's fires and so on. And they're not listening. They're not really in tune and listening until sometimes the body really knocks them with a little pebble. And then if they don't listen to the pebble, it's true. And then if not, it's a big, you know, big boulder comes and hits them. And then they start to go, hold on a minute. What's going on here? I don't feel well. I don't feel well. I can't take care of my kids. So maybe I need to reassess where I put that priority. So uh, but yeah, as women, men do it too. Men, you know, like men are, I guess, a lot of men are programmed to go and earn the money. So the guys that I see in clinic tend to get up, have a coffee, have a smoker, and they don't eat till afternoon and then have their big meal at night. So when they need the most of their energy, they're actually running on adrenaline. So they burn out um, because they're out there hunting, you know. And I know that's generalizing because a lot of women work really hard as well, but that's generally the pattern that I see. Um, and then you see women, you know, trying to run a business, trying to do the kids, trying to keep the husband happy or whatever. And, you know, this lifestyle of rush 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 um and they don't prioritize their nutrition so well it's yeah. so i feel like because i have a lot of these conversations i feel like we're almost being trained to ignore our health oh yeah yeah you know like fill it up with everything else and that's not really that important but actually if you nourish your body and your mind 
I promise, and I'm sure you can say the same thing, that actually life becomes easier and, and simpler. Clarity. Yeah, there's definitely more clarity. It's simpler. You don't, um, you know, it helps sort out moods and, and, you know, mood reactions and relationship mood issues, you know, that might go on and, and so on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Can I also ask you how important is gut health? I already, I already know the answer, but I want this out there because um, I just, it blows my mind how much this is like, it's almost given um, like a little sugar coating around it. Yeah. Uh, how important is gut health? So gut health is important for many reasons. So you sort of, this is the first point of contact between you and the environment. So your mouth is the first point of contact between you and the environment. So your digestive system is your immune system, right? Mm. Integrity of your gut isn't maintained, then you're going to have a lot of overreactions and reactions and be more susceptible to getting sick. You know, gut flora is really important. Um, you know, having enough enzymes in your gut, having the right acid alkaline balance in your gut, it's really important. It's the heart of our nourishment. If that doesn't work, so you've got the immune system, then the heart of nourishment, if that doesn't work properly, then your cells aren't going to work properly. And so you're not going to feel very vital or energized or so on. And so a lot of disease starts in the gut. And also, um, you know, the majority of our serotonin and so on is in the cells of our gut. So, um, yeah, it's, it's immunity, um, digestion and, you know, mood, all three things. Can I, okay, so I, I want to get a bit more specific now because I know for me these things showed up and I'm incredibly self-aware. So, and for some people out there, they just might not have the awareness and perhaps been around this. What happens? So let's say you've got inflammation in yep. gut health isn't good and that's yep. creating some inflammation. What is that going to do? Like what, what things can show up? Uh, if you've got inflammation in your gut, you can get things like skin conditions eczema for example uh -huh. um asthma you develop hypersensitivities to your environment so you've got all these you know environmental things like if your gut health isn't right for september for example then you're going to react to every pollen thing that you know comes by you um you can if gut health isn't right sinus issues headaches um yeah, you're more prone to catching things, being unwell. Obviously, then you've got the bloating, the pain, um, the, the feelings of feeling nausea, um, you know, all those sorts of feelings. But then it can also affect your mood. So if your gut's mm -hmm. not working very well, you can suffer anxiety, stress, depression, all those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, the gut is, is the home for a lot of things. And a lot of symptoms that you have start, when the gut is distressed and, and not, you know, not working properly. And it's because obviously excesses of life, bad diet, um, diets that we were taught were good, like the diet pyramid, we're all taught, you know, to eat a certain way. And that wasn't even designed by um, nutritionists. That was done by the cereal and, and dairy industry. So a lot of people think they're being healthy, but yet their education hasn't been quite correct and not in mm. line with what they require. So then you get all these GI disorders that lead to so many other things. Um, and then if your nourishment isn't right, then everything else is going to go out of whack. You're hormonally, you're going to be affected hormonally. Um, <laughs> yep, that was me. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Not because of my diet, but because my gut was out. And I, yeah, absolutely. So, um, there is a gut-brain connection with anxiety and digestion, which a lot of people aren't aware of. Um, and, yeah, there's so much, you know, psycho-gut connection um, that, you know, I, I feel sometimes that kids are over-dispensed, you know, antidepressants and so on, and if they just were to be taught how to eat right, then their mood would change completely. Um, and, you know, I've got an example at home with my son because, you know, he, um, he had really bad anxiety and he's been really focusing on his health. And I've noticed the last three months with all the supplements and herbs and everything, he's just coming back to that little kid that was always happy and, 
you know, mucking around and joking and it's like, oh, he's back, he's back. And he's like, it's working, mum. So when you bring a balance to the gut, you start eating well and you clean up all the, all the rubbish, it cleans up all the rubbish. Um, if you're not going to the toilet and you're constipated, you've got a lot of toxins circulate, circulating around your body as well. A lot of our water is absorbed in the lower part of our colon. And if you're not going to the toilet every day, at least once a day, then that is going through your system and creating toxicity, which can make you feel really tired. Some people say to me, oh, I just want to curl up and just go to sleep. And I'm like, well, have you actually gone to the toilet? How often do you go to the toilet? You know, and they look at you like, what do you mean? I said, if you're not cleaning that out, you're always going to feel tired. Your, your body's like a rubbish bin. Um, so, and then they start tracking their bowel function and then we improve the bowel function. And even just by doing that, it changes the mood and how they feel. They don't feel so depressed. Um, Cause yeah, depression obviously has, you know, some level of social, emotional um, links. Hmm. But it also has some physical nutritional links as well. And just looking at one and not looking at everything means that you're not addressing the whole picture. So I think it's important. Yeah, I hope. No, I totally agree. And I can say that about my kids too, like working through, you know, the, the challenges that we have. And we've taken dairy out of our um, diet because it just doesn't work for our family. And um, it's interesting to see how they're coping a lot better. You know, like they're almost less stressed, and so it's been really amazing to watch that. And to and I, you know, I've gotten rid of gluten and and dairy, which I did not dairy, but I did have to grieve bread for a little while. I've got to say, um, I'm not gonna lie about that. But at the same time, I noticed the difference within myself, and um, yeah, I, yeah. So gut health is absolutely and stuff like that if you've got things that so let's talk about food because i've been listening to some podcasts and this blew my mind recently that our food industry is controlled by the very people that manufacture foods that aren't great for us so they're creating a guideline and you just mentioned it before this pyramid that we've been working from was created <laughs> by industries yes you know it's like this glass of milk every day was a marketing campaign by the dairy industry yeah and yet so it wasn't actually like from nutritionists and from dietitians and and people that are in that have absolutely no um invested interest financially mm. and these are the people that are on the boards feeding out to people what's good so um i want to talk about processed food i want to ask you that so what does that because i know what it did to my body and i've taken it out i have very little processed food if any i think it's very sparing and i always read the crap out of labels mm -hmm. um but you know i've made changes like having organic food so not having pesticides and chemicals on them and just the difference that it's done to my health as well that's been amazing and yeah. good quality products yeah. you know like even if you're eating pasta looking at where it's come from and all that kind of stuff yeah. so and we talk about processed foods if you're just walking through the supermarket what are some of the things that you'd look for to go that i keep away from that well naturopaths as a naturopath one of our philosophies is we believe everything is better in as a whole so rather than in parts, hmm. if you look at something and it's been, you know, bits have been pulled out of it and then put back together in a packet, we believe there's no vital energy. There's no energy as such. There's no living mm. energy in a particular product. So there's a few things to consider. One is, is the vitality and the energy. So we believe in vibrational medicine in that if you put something in you, that is whether it be an animal or a plant or whatever it is that's vibrationally taken care of properly um, and loved and cherished and you eat that you're eating the energy of that hmm. so if you're putting things in your body that aren't taken care of and that aren't looked after properly and so on particularly meats and so on then you're eating the energy of that so that's not really you know um, so anything that is living has a vital force. Um, and when you put that vital force inside you, and that's why I love tonic herbs, 
because of the vitality that it brings, it gives you more vitality in your cells. And it has all the vitamins and minerals, how nature brings it. Yeah. Mm. Um, packaged foods, a lot of packaged foods, even the health food section is not always that healthy because it's things that are pulled apart and put back together. So nutritionally speaking, chemically speaking, that might be good for your cells, but the vibration's gone. Yeah. So, yeah, and all, but in saying that though, are they necessarily good? Because you know, I, I was a vegetarian for a long time, and then I saw you and went, "Oh my god, I'm not actually processing my iron in the way that I need to, and I need to eat meat to get to that." So, um, I have a good balance now. But in saying that, I had a lot of vegan options, and when I started reading the labels and understanding yeah. what was in there. And actually not being able to really go, oh, my God, that's in there. Like, how can that be good? Processed food. So, yeah. A lot very of, processed. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of, I do see a lot of vegans that are quite unwell. And the reason why they're quite unwell is because they do buy a lot of the vegan product products, we'll call them products, um, to eat like a proper vegan. You would have to look at the Indian diets and the Sri Lankan diets that's properly combined vegan foods. Mm. Um, but again, it's a thing where people get in their mind, they haven't got time, they don't know how to prepare it, they don't know how to soak the beans and so on. Um, so yeah, it, just because it's marketed as a health food in the health food section or in the vegan section, it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna provide health benefits to your cells. So when you study cells, it's about getting adequate protein, um, good fats and good quality carbohydrates from natural foods um, and then bringing in the nutrients, the vitamins and minerals and those sorts of things to help support your cells because they're all little chemical um, little factories, each little cell. And if you're putting the right things in, they all work together and everything's vibrant and happy and healthy and so on. So um, yeah, you can read the packets as much as you want, but you'll find that most things in a packet don't have that vital force that as one of the main naturopathic principles is all about vitality and vital, vital force. And once that's removed, then, you know, um, it kind of loses its whole connection to mother earth. And um, yeah, so you've got well, to- look, I have an egotistical approach to cooking. I'm not going to lie about it, right? <laughs> I, I do. Because well, I like cooking from scratch, right? So yeah. that's how I had to, that's why I had to mourn bread because I got really good at cooking bread, right? Like I was amazing at baking it. All gone now because I cannot do gluten. Can't figure that out. Way too hard basket. So um, I actually get incredibly proud of myself when I've cooked something from scratch and you know the kids and I cook together they cook all once a week themselves I've got three kids and so you know they're learning to have to cook from scratch which I can tell you is always welcomed with a lot of eye rolling however I get super proud of myself when we're sitting at the table and like, mom this is really nice and I'm like yeah I did like I cooked that from scratch yeah. that is all like you know there's nothing in there from a packet like I get super excited <laughs> Yeah. about it because a lot of it isn't cooking anymore it's preparation it's like open this put it there chuck it in bang 10 minutes but you could still do like my stir fry today you can still do that in 15 minutes oh i love a good you know? stir fry i'm still on learn now i'm on the phase of i want to learn how to do indian cooking because i love it but I, so if i'm gonna have prepared indian i'll buy it from a good quality place yeah yeah because i love it but um i am onto that because i want to know how to make butter chicken from scratch i know it's hard i want to know how to make things like lamb sag and all those beautiful things um i do i really want to learn how to make all those sauces because and learn how to use the actual spices and the herbs and everything that goes into it yeah because the flavor that you get from an indian place oh mind-blowing I, I know but even things like um you know, like Greek cooking and Italian cooking, like there's so much in a jar yeah. these days. And when I spoke to my kids and talked to them about actually how to make proper bolognese and putting all the vegetables in and cooking them off, they were like, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, this is actually bolognese. It's not just meat and, you know, like um, onion and garlic like, <laughs> with some sauce in it. It's actually got a lot of stuff. So and carrot and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, going back to the old ways and, yeah, and bringing the vitality back in. And you can see, you know, all the different colours and all that when you cook. That, you know, eating from the rainbow is fantastic. So you need the colours in there for all the vitamins and minerals. Even if you don't understand what the vitamins and minerals are in there, it doesn't really matter. As long as you've got all these colours on your plate, you can, you know you're getting a, a wide variety of vitamins and minerals and and so on so oh, yeah. thank you you know for parents watching I think that's actually really important is start to look at it like a rainbow yeah. because I've done that with the kids I was like mm, I don't know if I'm happy about this meal it's pretty boring and they go <laughs> what do you mean well it looks boring because it wasn't enough color for me so they've started to understand and bring that in as well like adding a little bit of color the yeah. green's a very important one I know yeah. so and sugar look I think this is widely used yeah I do want to ask because we talk about, I mean, look, processed sugars, we know, are just, uh, they're not good for our bodies. But let's talk about natural sugars, because I think people can get a bit confused about, um, I know people that eat a, a crap load of fruit. Can we talk about that? Yep. Sure can. Hold on. I'm just going to just make sure my dogs stop barking, because <laughs> we're all in lockdown. Um so natural sugars, so carbohydrates, there's three things our body needs. We need carbohydrates, we need proteins, and we need fats. Mm. Carbohydrates are the main energy source. Um, so they, they help provide energy. So carbohydrates come in different forms. They come in fruit, vegetables, and grains. Okay. So we definitely need carbohydrates. We definitely need the natural sugars. Ultimately, sugars from vegetables, a lot of people don't realize, that there's sugar in vegetables. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sugars in vegetables are the main source that we should be consuming. The reason for that is that they slowly release in the body. And so we can maintain our energy for a long period of time. And what you will find with vegetables is that not only are you going to get the sugars, you're also going to get the fiber, the vitamins, and the minerals. Mm. And the oils. So having good quality vegetables is a really good form of natural sugar, right? Then secondary to that is your fruits. Your fruits are really important, but not mounds and mounds of them. So if you were to be hunting and gathering, you wouldn't be eating, I don't know, six apples in one sitting or, you know. You can't, you get full. So you've got to think like that, right? So even like your berries, I mean, I tend to get the punnet and eat the whole lot. We don't really need to eat the whole lot. <laughs> You know, so fruits, two or three fruits a day is, is probably enough of the mm. sugars from fruits, as long as you're having like six cups of salad and veggies, right? And then you've got the grains. Now, the grains are highly dense sugars, and the grain industry was developed, one, because it was a cheap way to feed lots of people. Mm -hmm. um, and grains in different countries you know, are of benefit. So for example, teff grain, quinoa, and those sorts of things. In a lot of countries, they provide protein. Mm -hmm. But what's happened in, you know, in Australia, Canada, America, and those places is that grain has been farmed a lot, like wheat and, you know, soy as well, we'll say soy, um, farmed a lot to create lots of products to feed masses of people very cheap, right? And that's what's led to a lot of issues with diabetes, um, cholesterol, high triglycerides, and also it has affected people's well-being because it, it creates a lot of inflammation. So where there's grains, there's not just sugar, there's also, um, it tends to draw water. So people get really bloated and so on. So having a diet that is full of natural sugars, mainly from vegetables, a little bit of fruit, and then a tiny bit of grain, like a little bit of rice or a little bit of quinoa, or, is, you know, the best way to eat for the cells of it, the health of our cells. Um, so yeah, natural sugars are, are important because they provide energy. And um, yeah, we need to be, you know, having lots of natural sugar from vegetables. Um, ah, so all the vitamins and minerals. Yeah. I absolutely so, love all of yeah. that. And because you're also speaking volumes to metabolic health as well. And yes. are you able to yes. just to break that down and give us like a really 
because we, people are talking about metabolic health a lot yeah. and you know I, I, it's something that I've looked into and I love it but um, I, I couldn't break it down into layman's terms to explain can you just talk to me like I'm a five-year-old like if I was saying for metabolism you mean to help improve metabolism well for metabolic health so what's good metabolic health what does that look like good metabolic health looks like this um, when you eat you're using your energy as you go as opposed to eating, storing, and then trying to burn it off. Yeah. Right? So good metabolic health, you would feel a couple of hours after you eat, two hours after you eat, you would feel a little bit hungry. Right? And you know that you're going to eat, and then that's going to bring you energy. So that's what good metabolic health looks like. Um, it also means your nails look good. Your hair looks good. Mine is a bit out of the way today, but I've got is. a hat on because mine went all fluffy. Don't you worry about a thing, sister. Yeah, but, I got gotcha. you. Day, but your nails grow, your hair grows, your uh, skin glows. Um, so metabolism is all about eating, creating energy from that food, and your cells being able to access the energy to provide you the vitality, not just for doing things, but just to survive. Like. We forget our body wakes up every day and it looks after us. We, we survive, like it helps us live. Like we're here, we're breathing. Our organs that are involuntary, we don't even pay attention to that. You know, like we're breathing, our heart beats, you know, our circulation happens and all those things are part of metabolism, right? Mm. Um, and very important for your metabolism to be working properly so that then they respond as well. So... Um, I love that. That's... Yeah. Basically, if you've got good bit of metabolic health, you're going to have enough energy and your body will actually feel hungry and it will yeah. tell you. And, you know, you can look at all the diets that you want and all that stuff out there. But if your body's hungry and yeah. you're eating really good food, yeah. then eat it, you know, yeah. and exercising as well. So I do, because I love it. You've got such amazing well-being practices and because I see you on Facebook and you're sharing stuff all the time. What are some of your go-to well-being practices that, that you have in your life? So the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, I check in on my body and I close my eyes and I really, I check in how my feet, how's this, how's that. And I actually ask myself, what do you need today? What do you actually need today? Um, I do that every day. I get up and I have a couple of glasses of water with lemon. And then I drink my Jerba Mate tea, which is a South American tea. Since mm. I was a baby. Um, and a lot of people will criticize it because it has natural caffeine in it. Um, but for me, it's, it's a, an amazing drink. It's filled with antioxidants. Um, and yeah, it's my go-to thing and it's tradition. So food is so much more than nourishment. It's also culture. So for me, having that in the morning is connects me back to my roots and I feel like me. Um, and then I choose what I want to eat through the day. And a lot of the times it involves at least six cups of, at least six cups of salad and veggies, three pieces of fruit. I normally have about 35 to 70 grams of nuts and I have lean protein as well. Um, and occasionally I'll have some of that really good quality bread that I was telling you about today. Mm, yum. Um, and I exercise a lot. So I love to get outside and, you know, do either 10 Ks of walking or uh, Pilates or, yeah, something I have to every day do some sort of exercise. And fresh air is really, really important. Um, and I tend to do a half hour meditation throughout the day, whether I'm in the clinic or at home, I always do some sort of meditation and check in on my body quite often to see what it needs. And I use a lot of deep breathing as well. So even when you're stressed, you can use the breath to trick your body to make you think you're not stressed. So stress creates a lot of disease. So breathing is really important in prevention of inflammation and, you know, adrenal stress and so on. So the breath is, is something that I use a lot so they well, if we're not breathing you're not living yeah so they and i think people forget that you know <laughs> like i often say to people breath is life yeah you know like that's life if you're not breathing and then becoming aware of your breath like you're talking about yeah. it just absolutely it can change it uh, completely change a situation for you and calm the body calm the mind yeah 
And every morning, I only do it once a day. I take supplements. I take zinc, selenium, iodine, vitamin C, uh, glutathione, N-acetylcysteine. Um, I take pine needle, charcoal tablets, and I take some herbs when I need them. Uh, I also do, I take B12 and vitamin D. Yeah, so they're my things I do every day. And I take concentrated forms of vitamins. And I find when I don't take them, I don't feel as good. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, we can't control how food's grown because we're not growing it all ourselves. So um, who knows how many vitamins and minerals are in there. So I do use nutritional um, products to help boost my energy. Yeah. Oh, look, I was listening to a podcast recently where um, someone was talking about exactly that, saying because of the way that our food is grown and produced, um, we can't often be guaranteed, even with me growing you know, yeah. organic, I don't know how it's grown in the soil and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's, yeah, unless you're growing it yourself and you know the nutrients that you're putting in, you can't yeah. be guaranteed that you're getting what you need to no. out of it so you know i totally get that and people can talk have you know i'm not here to argue whether you have supplements or not um i certainly have them in my world every single day so and so do my kids <laughs> um but again i think it speaks volumes to the food that's being definitely provided for us to buy and to consume so it really does speak yeah. volumes that we need it so much yeah we do and good quality obviously good quality products you know um without buffers and fillers and and yeah so i'm blessed that i've got the ability to be able to purchase stuff like that ah. so and access it you know so yeah and it works because you do feel a difference when you're not taking it yeah totally agree with you and i think the other thing someone did say to me recently uh that if you don't have access to good food you've got a backyard so you can grow your own yeah you can and you know and i'm in the process of teaching myself i've got to plant my seedlings and transfer them into um pots uh this week so that's a bit exciting for me i'm you know trialing some stuff because i I'm actually not good at growing anything. Uh, but I thought, you know, that's a really good point. If you've got a backyard, then you've got the ability to grow your own food and then you know where it's coming from. And you've also got neighbours. Get to know them. Why don't you each grow something that can support each other? Like yeah. there is definitely a some nets because the birds are going to pick out all your seedlings. <laughs> well. I love it. You've grown up with veggie gardens. You've absolutely grown up with veggie gardens. Because otherwise, the next day, you're going to get there and go, where the hell's my plants? Make sure you, yeah, you need you need to cover them. And look, there is so much information out there that can teach you. Um, and yeah. it can be overwhelming when you're first looking at it. But uh, And that's the same for having a look at naturopaths and going down the natural remedy path. It can be really overwhelming at first. Yeah. Um, and I would say to anyone that's on their own health journey is just take it by steps. You're not going to click your fingers and have everything solved in one go. It is going to take time. If you've had health issues for a long time, then removing that from your body and allowing your body come to come back to a place of good health yeah. is going to take time as well. So you need to be patient and kind and allow your body to heal the way that it needs to. Yeah, absolutely. And whilst we're still here, Mm. you can do that. doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. You can still, the cells are ticking over, they're changing, and you can put in the right elements to get you back. What did I read recently about um, your gut lining regenerates? Is it is it an hour, like a day situation? Is it like 72 or so, is it something like that? Did I read that correctly? So your mucous membranes, right, a heal is the quickest part of the body to heal. Yes, I've cut my tongue several times. I know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that amazes me. When I read that, I was like, wow. So constantly our body, I mean, every year, every cell in our body regenerates and it, like, you know, renews itself. So that absolutely blew my mind to know how quickly the gut can actually yeah. but i mean it's got a whole bunch of other stuff that it supports as well yeah. so that yeah. takes the time the organs and 
all that kind of stuff that it supports around it that are impacted by it, like your liver and kidney and all that stuff. Even lungs, that really surprised me many, many years ago, learning that my gut health was actually causing an impact on how I was breathing and the ability for my lungs to fill up. (laughs) It was like, because I was running and I, I was really struggling to breathe. And when I saw a natural, oh, it must've been six years ago. And they were like, well, gut health, leaky gut. And I went, what? And they explained it all to me. And I just mind blown about how much gut health and metabolic health, like your metabolism absolutely changes everything. Karina, you're amazing. I feel like I've just learned a whole bunch of stuff and I've been, oh, I love it. And I, you know, I've just become a bit more aware about, you know, some things that I perhaps might need to look at as well. So I do love that. Um, But I love your practices and the generosity of time and being a client of yours, I know how generous you are with the information that you give and how passionate you are about this, but I love it because it's all science-based. It's not like your little, hey, let's slap some fish on you or whatever. There's (laughs) none of that going on. It is genuinely all science, which I've loved about naturopathy over the years and natural therapies is it's actually science-based. It is. It is. It's cell-based, body-based. I also want to know um, how do people get in contact with you if they're wanting some information? So you can either email me at reception at infinitehealthpractice.com.au or you can send me a text on 0409-510094 or if you'd like to book, we do have um, virtual bookings online. So you just go to www.infinitehealthpractice.com.au and you can go in there and and book your virtual bookings on Mondays and Thursdays. And, um, yeah, the beauty of that is I can really support anyone anywhere now. So... Yeah, and I can speak to that. I've had uh, virtual bookings and absolutely gotten a lot out of them. And, you know, very much weird putting my tongue up to the camera and all that. (laughs) (laughs) Sending photos of like my hands and whatever else. But like, I get it. I know. know. Your body is very much like absorbing everything around you and absorbing everything you put into it. We are porous creatures, so to speak. So we absorb everything. Uh, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. You're so generous in what you do and how you share and how passionate and your knowledge. And I'm incredibly grateful to have shared this time with you. And I can't wait to share this out there because I know lots of people are going to gain a huge amount of benefit from just having a different level of awareness and perhaps a different view on how they can obtain and lean into their own good health. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm here to teach. So once you know, once you learn it, that's it. Yeah, then you teach other people, which I love as well. Thank you so much, everyone, for sharing your time. Thanks, Karina. And we'll see you next time on Connected Conversations. Bye for now. To connect with Karina, please head to her website, infinitehealthpractice.com.au. To connect with me, head to my website, mmua.com. Enjoy your day.